Welcome back to the Happy Hippie Podcast and welcome to November where we're going to be doing short tidbit episodes. So episodes that are easy to digest. Every episode is going to be like 10 to 15 minutes max, all about one topic entirely. So this podcast is all about different ways that you can add happiness to your life, whether that be increasing your health, focusing on nutrition, exercise, food, maybe your mindset and your mental health. So we go into topics like yoga and meditation and different types of mindsets, books around that and then other things as well like last week we were talking a little bit about embarrassment and how that kind of feels in the body and somatic ways to move through it and science behind that and the week before that we were talking about the moon so we talk about a lot of different things but in general they're just different ways that you can explore to add to the satisfaction element of your life My name is Amanda McCormack. I am a registered yoga teacher, a certified personal trainer and a certified nutrition coach as well as a women's coaching specialist And I also do marketing too. So, you know, a little jack of all trades, I guess. But today we are going to be talking about one thing that I do a lot for myself and others since I am a coach and I do personal training and nutrition for women. I am going to be talking about my just my favorite nutrition advices advice. So like the things that I talk about a lot whenever I'm in a conversation, this episode, everything came to me so quick. I, I wrote down What are the things that I either get asked the most, I talk about a lot that I'm very passionate about, or I find coming up in conversation a lot? I got about seven or eight things. We're going to cover it in like less than 15 minutes. And yeah, these are the pieces that like I give this to clients. This isn't like any filtered advice. I'm just telling you straight how it is. And I'll give you some resources to explore them more. And yeah, I just want to open your eyes because I know, especially as women, there's a lot of misconceptions about health, fitness, food, all of it. And I have been through the struggle. One sentence I would say is basically when I was younger, I struggled with an eating disorder when I was in high school. I didn't know I did though. I just like restricted myself so much. And then in college I ate so heavily on purpose to build muscle because I was like powerlifting. And then I finally was able to find a balance over time. And I don't know if I can help you. It took me like 10, no, not 10, maybe like eight years to like shave it down to perfectly find, it's a journey still, but find what what makes me feel good, what fuels my body, a good relationship with food. If I can help anybody with just like explaining my story and explaining the things I learned to save you those eight years so that you can get it this month. Hell yeah, I'm going to do that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. My favorite and my strongest advice and like the things I'm really passionate about and things that will change your life, honestly, about nutrition. Number one is the mindset of not restricting ourselves and focusing on what we can add. That can be taken into a lot of different things on your health journey, but seriously, we have been taught, especially, I'm just gonna say as women, if anyone's listening in general, it's been taught that the less you eat or focusing on shrinking ourselves, the better, you know? And you will always hear it, especially like older women, like, and it's just ingrained in them from other people that it was ingrained in them. So nobody's evil or nobody has these mindsets they're trying to pass on to you. But like, everybody has these beliefs that are like in their minds about certain things. And you saw the 2000s, how they advertised like food. And I feel like a lot of women, especially like in our 20s and older, like struggle with that because they spent so much time shoving down our mouths like don't eat here's a meal replacement bar they had everything was skinny coated we have like 100 calorie packets all of that stuff and it really does impact the way you think about things and it will take some time to shift your mindset totally but focusing on what you can add into your life and not restrict is what's going to help you out the most you have to shift your mindset to food is fuel 
It really is. Exercise, to move your body, the science of exercise in one sentence is that we're moving our body, we're breaking down our muscles and our muscles recover and grow on that off period and based on what we put into our bodies. It uses carbs, it uses proteins, it uses fats, it uses the minerals and vitamins that we consume through different sources to heal our body, to come back stronger. And that's where you get that muscle gain. That's where things like the physical aesthetics that people focus on come from. It comes from the things that you eat and the things that you recover with. And you can only even move your body if you're eating and recovering. And a lot of people, and it's nobody's fault, like it's been pushed like this for years, think, I need to run really hard all the time or like lift weights or do like this skinny workout and just restrict myself to have result. But truly it starts with your mindset because you're also going to be miserable if you're living like that. And I know because I've done that. Finding a way to focus on what you can add in. So an example of this, because I keep saying it, but not going into examples. What can you add to your plate? What good thing can you add to your plate? You have to like go through your day and look at everything like a formula. So when you wake up in the morning and you think about, all right, it's a brand new day. And I'll talk about this in a little bit. But for women, it's good to have protein in the morning. It's good for anybody to have protein in the morning. But I'm just saying with the hormones and we'll talk about it. You wake up in the morning. How can I add protein to my plate? Let's say you want a croissant. You can have the croissant. Enjoy it. But find a way maybe to add protein into that plate if that's where your goals are, if you're thinking that way. If you notice that you're drinking a lot of, let's say you had like an energy drink and you had some like juice, just focus on maybe adding in a water or adding in something like that, not hating yourself for having juice or having a soda or something, you know? It's focusing on what you can bring in. Whenever you focus on the negative mindset, such as affirmations, affirmations, the brain doesn't even like using affirmations like, oh, I won't do this or I'm not that. You have to use the I am phrase, which is why you hear it so much because speaking in that positive way is what's going to create that reinforcement using I am this, I am that. So it's kind of the same mindset of using like an affirmation mindset with your food and thinking about what can I add? How can I positively put stuff in my body that's good for me? So that's what I like to focus on, especially when I'm eating. Like, You don't always have to do this though because you can truly enjoy a snack by itself if you want it. You don't always have to be adding protein or adding in this vitamin or doing that. You You don't have to add lettuce and spinach on top of everything. But maybe during your day, if you think about it, maybe try to add something in once, it's going to help you out in the long run. So just trying to look at things from not a restrictive lens, but thinking about what you can put in your body to heal it. When I drink teas, when I do things that are good for me, adding it in as a benefit and not focusing on, I need to cut out carbs. I can't have my dessert. I can't do this. I need to restrict myself because I'm going out later tonight. So I need to eat like a smaller meal now. We are not shrinking ourselves anymore. We're focusing on what we can add to better ourselves. Our body needs things in it, whether it be good things in your mind, good exercise, food, anything like that. It's focusing on the good stuff that you can add into your life. And you can take that into a lot of different alleyways of life as well, besides nutrition. My second piece of advice that I find myself saying a lot because it's popularized in today's society to not do this, your body, caffeine on an empty stomach, man, that's not good for your body. In so many ways, it is not good for your body to put caffeine in an empty stomach in so many ways. It is, especially for women, in the morning and for every person, we wake up because our cortisol levels reach a certain level. You go to bed at night, your cortisol levels are are set for something and then as you sleep and you get ready to wake up your cortisol levels rise and you wake up that's why if you actually consume caffeine too late in the night your body the cortisol levels rise a lot quicker and you'll start to wake up maybe like 2 or 3 a.m if you've ever experienced that not all the time but it's an example so we always are woken up because our cortisol levels 
are a certain level. So they're kind of higher in the morning just because our body uses that hormone to help wake us up. So since they are at a higher state, we want to do things that will kind of bring that down, balance our blood sugar, just like adding in protein, fiber and carbs is a great way to do that in the morning, which is why like protein, fiber, carbs are suggested for breakfast. And you can have your coffee or your caffeinated beverage with your food, but just make sure to get something in your stomach because your cortisol is already so high that when you have caffeine, it's just going to spike it. And high cortisol can lead to so many um, things in the body. Like you can get stressed, you'll get shakes, your mind can get like foggy, like it increases anxiety overall. So any physical symptom of anxiety can increase and it's just not good for you, man. Like over time, there's a lot on it, but it's just something that I always preach. Try not to down an energy drink on an empty stomach or coffee in the morning. Just try to get something in you. Even I like last week, I literally was doing a phone call and I knew I need, I wanted like a little caffeine. Like I knew I needed it just a little bit. I literally made myself do big pieces of toast with a little bit of like butter on it. And I put like some good cheese on it. And I was like, I that needed that in my system. And now we're going to have my drink. But, you know, just try to focus on that. There's so much out there. It's an interesting topic. If you look up, look up caffeine and cortisol or caffeine or an empty stomach, it's just not good for you. So that's something I always preach. It's like one of the first things. Because also if your body's in a stress state, it tends to do a lot of different things. Like it doesn't recover as well. And this can affect your progress in areas that have to do with fitness as well. So there is more to it than just being a stressed out person is what I'm getting at. It's a physical and a mental challenge when you take caffeine or an empty stomach. A myth I want to debunk is nutrient timing in terms of eating foods at certain times. Like, oh, I can I can't eat after six, or you got I can't eat before I work out, or I have to eat this and this. There isn't any specific time. You can have a midnight snack. It's not going to actually do anything in terms of like you can eat whenever you want. There is a way. I did an episode on this. I think it's like two or three episodes ago. It's called nutrient timing. Nutrient timing is a way that you can kind of be smart and eat foods around your workouts that will help you. Because again, we're looking at things from the point of view of fuel. So um, if you like, let's say you're going to work out in two or three hours, you want to have something that's going to be in your stomach for a long time. So fiber takes a long time to digest. So eating a fibrous meal, if you're working out in two plus hours will help you sustain energy for that time. And if you're working out like really soon, then you want to have something with a little less fiber and a little more of a quicker carb that's going to break down, such as like a banana or something along those lines. So there's a scientific way that you can eat to benefit your workouts and your energy and your movement throughout your day. But there's no right or wrong with, oh, I don't I don't eat carbs in the afternoon or this and that. That's that's not real. But um, in terms of eating to help your body, there are ways you can do that. But if you want to have a snack after dinner or a midnight snack, go for it. It will not hurt you. Okay. If you want to have a snack during your lunch period or this and that, and you have a fear of it, it's not going to, it's going to benefit you more than anything. Drinking water is a great thing. And I know a lot of people focus on drinking a lot of water each day. When you drink any, like, you need water but if you drink anything that's a liquid that does count as a hydration again if you have a cup of coffee like it does count as liquid in your body but you do want to try and get water in throughout your day another thing that's very important though minerals and electrolytes will help keep you hydrated so focusing on taking vitamins or eating foods with these minerals in it or using trace mineral drops which are fabulous if you want to research about that there's 92 minerals that your body needs and it has them in it as well some of them I think the trace mineral drops have a lot of them like they're they're up there and that's why people like sea moss the other thing with sea moss is it just has minerals like when you hear there's like a superfood most of the time it just has basic minerals and vitamins that we need every day that's like what it comes down to it's just the good stuff from the earth you know there's no super like cure-all but going back to water trying to get 
proper hydration. You stay hydrated when you have proper proper levels of vitamins and minerals in your body and electrolytes. So focusing on those besides just chugging water all day will be more effective. Like two or three glasses of water during your day that have a good amount of electrolytes and a good amount of the minerals in it is going to be really beneficial for you instead of trying to gorge yourself with water. You also don't have to drink so much water in one setting if you drink water throughout your day and just try to stay hydrated. If you feel thirsty, that actually means you're heading into like a slight dehydration state. So if you're thirsty, drink some water. Don't force yourself to drink it. But again, I know sometimes it does help to have like a big Stanley cup and drink water. I'm not hating on it. I am pro water. (laughs) But focusing on minerals and electrolytes will keep you hydrated for a very long time. So look into that. It's a great way. Another mindset technique, it kind of goes into add, but don't restrict. Focusing on things that will heal me. You know, I have a balance. I enjoy foods I I want. I especially find that I can do that now because I did go through a disordered eating time period when I was younger. And literally I went to Italy and from my first time when I was 16 and my friend had pizza and I refused to eat pizza in Italy because of the carbs. I took a bite of my friend's pizza And then I think I spit it out in the bathroom and they weren't looking because I was like, oh my God, I don't want to swallow it. It was like a triangle corner. So we don't have to, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. It was more of a disordered eating where like I just was so focused on exercise and how I looked that it affected me in that way that I missed out on so much. And I just told myself, I'm not going to do that again. Like I want to enjoy life and food is great. And I am also very into, as somebody who's into like non-toxic things and focusing on like not eating a lot of processed things all the time. I'll have it every now and then. I will. I will. I enjoy it. So I will have it. And it just it makes me so much happier. And this podcast is about happiness. And I have to preach that. Like, I eat to heal. I think about what can I put in my body to heal and help myself, whether it be vegetables, whether it be more protein or this and that. But then if I want to have something, I will enjoy it. And it's a great mindset to have. And I feel like right now, this mindset has helped me out enjoying life. But also, my results are there physically and not that I'm so focused on that anymore, but that's just me. Like, cause I went through so many years of basing my worth on how I looked. So I've tried to move out of that, but a little bit of my subconscious is always going to be there because like I, <laughs> it's a limiting belief I'm working through. It's one of my things in this life, but eating to heal and thinking about, you can have a balance. It's totally cool. You know, do what you can to add. I think I just repeated add, but don't restrict, but the word eating in a balance and eating to heal is another way I like to say it. I look at all of my meals as something that I can build. So if I look at my plate, like if I'm cooking at home, it's almost everything's it's like the adding, not restricting, but it's like my top rule, you know, it carries into different ways. If I'm looking at my plate and I'm seeing it's a salad, what can I add to this? Well, I want to add a little bit of fat and I want to add a little bit of protein and just keeping in mind like, okay, I didn't have a lot of protein today, so maybe I can find a way for dinner to add more protein. Thinking like that is going to help you in the long run. If you want to track macros, you can. There's no... It's not the worst thing in the world, but you can't live every single day using MyFitnessPal for the rest of your life. I've done it. It's great. I use it for clients. A lot of the times I monitor clients for like a week or two. We do a food log and then some clients I do food logs with longer because it works and we're trying to instill habits. So I use it for habit building, but you can't always be on a food log or using MyFitnessPal because it's not sustainable. It's not going to make you happy in the long run. It's going to keep you in that restriction mindset for longer. So just sharing that, I guess, a way of almost intuitive eating, like learning the rules, learning the things to put in your toolbox and then carrying them with you during your day is what's going to help you the most. So that example, again, looking at my plate, what can I add to this is what I'll do. I never say, what can I restrict? What can I add to this? If I can't add it it now, I'll make a mental note and I'm going to try and get more of it later. 
you know, if I'm eating chicken and I'm eating rice and beans, but I don't have a lot of veggies, I'll just try and I'll try because I'm human to get veggies in later in the day. Maybe I don't, but I'm going to try my hardest. And that's all you can ever do is just keep it in your mind and kind of use that formula to help you out. That's what's going to help you the most. I think I might be going over by one minute because I did the intro for an extra like two minutes. But the last thing I want to say is looking into things like herbs and teas and tinctures have also really helped me a lot with my health in terms of nutrition. Like food is very important, but also your micronutrients, your vitamins, your minerals, things like that. Starting to lean into that and focusing on it has really helped me. There's certain herbs that I have been taking to help with my period pain. Um, There's teas. I love teas for certain things like spearmint tea and peppermint tea are great for digestion. The same with ginger and fennel. So if you've had a heavy meal, like you can have tea like that and it can help you out. Like the earth is so cool. It really does supply a lot of things for you. And teas are such an easy way to do it. Different types of herbs, you can cook with them. You can make your food medicinal in a way. And you can have different types of tinctures if you're not into like drinking a whole tea. You can like put them under your tongue. I have an anti-anxiety one that I like to use and it's not magic. It's literally just different herbs that have these calming benefits on the mind. Adaptogens are so cool. I can talk about them forever. Different types of mushrooms that benefit your brain. They like help you feel calm and cool. They can help fire you up. Like it's such a cool world to dive into. So I would definitely recommend looking into some podcasts or looking online for information more about those things like vitamins, minerals, herbalism, teas, tinctures. It's so cool. And like it's helped my skin immensely. And again, it's paired hand in hand. Everything's holistic with eating right, moving my body, my stress, my sleep, my recovery, doing these things. There's so many different things you can explore, but I definitely think it's a cool chapter to open if you haven't. Okay, those are the quickest bits of advice I can give on nutrition off the top of my heart, not my head. These are things that like I carry with me and I'm very passionate about. If you want to open up a conversation about more of them, we can even do a deep dive episode on it. But again, feel free to reach out to me. My Instagram is happy, holistic, hippie, and I hope you have a wonderful day.